coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. hours back after some would call a somewhat long hiatus oh my god james don't walk in here so casually you have some questions to answer oh fuck man already already debbie downer all right well it's quite simple my son took a break from baseballs so uh i didn't have any free time james that's the stupidest fucking answer i've ever heard your listeners demand more james They demand it. All right, listen. I've told you before, I don't like to yell and scream into a microphone while the family's nearby. One, I want to protect their delicate ears. And two, I get so self-conscious because I've tried it in the past and I've seen like the shadow, the little fucking feet or my wife under the door and I know they're listening to me and I don't like it. And plus it throws me off my game. And how can I deliver top quality entertainment if I'm distracted. Answer me that. You've got a good point, James. Yeah, I thought so. This is art. <laughs> almost almost had a straight face with that one. Yeah, I mean, the boy's back in baseball, so now, now I'm uh, getting a couple hours, a few hours a week of free time. So now, uh, now all bets are off. Now you're going to get all kinds of content from me. I seriously doubt that, James. Yeah, all right. Right at the top of the show, we got some uh, huge news from out of Hollywood. That's right, Clint Eastwood is coming out with a brand new movie that looks exactly like a remake of his last movie where he played an angry old bastard that hated Asian people. Now it appears he's going to be an angry old bastard that hates Mexican people. (laughs) Have you seen the trailer for this thing? He's riding around with some young Mexican boy and he's like, making his scowly, angry face, right? And it's like, that seems pretty uh, similar to the last one when he did not like that little Asian boy and then he winds up hanging out with him and they wind up becoming the best of frenzies. Seems, uh, oh, and then, and then after all his racist remarks, he, uh, you know, he's like the, the racist with a heart of gold at the end. So it seems like that's his ongoing theme. I bet next he, uh, he tackles the blacks. You can't say that, James. What? What's the problem? Just think about it. Clint Eastwood's like a retired hotshot coach. And uh, he's just sitting on his porch, and this black fella comes up and goes, Hey, man, I, I, I know you used to be a coach. Uh, well, our coach just left. He, uh, he, oh, no, no, it, this is better. Our coach was murdered, so we need someone to step in. Uh, I don't do that no more. I'm retired. That's, that life is behind me now. Plus, uh, I don't like your kind. Oh, but just give us a chance, man. I, uh, I'm sure you, now you'll see. We're some good kids. We just need a chance. I told you I didn't do it no more. Now get off my lawn. And then the kid's heartbroken, right? But then, you know, after a couple days of him thinking about it, he shows up at the kid's door, and then he, the kid opens it. Practice tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Don't be late. And that's when it starts. And then the very end of the movie, they're playing like the rich white kid football team, right? And that has all the expensive equipment, and Clint Eastwood's sitting there. When I met you, you had nothing. Look how far you come. You're playing the number one division school. Now get out there and show them who you are. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I want to see that movie. James, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how I got on Clint Eastwood. He's been on my mind lately. You know, on a related note, you know, every time I, I, I see Clint Eastwood, it makes me think of my parents. <laughs> because I've told them this story when... uh. I was out working. I've told the story on the podcast too, but it's worth repeating. When uh, that Asian girl was giggling, and uh, I'm like, "What's so funny?" And she's like, oh, "You're just you're so handsome." And the guy, <laughs> the guy next to me goes, "Yeah, like a movie star." <laughs> 
So when I told my parents that, when I told my dad that, he goes, ah, 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 like Clint Eastwood. I'm like, what? Yeah, you remember from uh, Crocodile Dundee when the Asian guys thought that he was Clint Eastwood? Ah, ah, ah. And I was like, yes, I do remember that. Crocodile Dundee's in the subway, and uh, he beats the shit out of some guys, and the Asian guy takes a photo of him. And he goes, do you know who that was? Clint Eastwood. So that's what my dad calls me now. Oh, hey, it's, it's Clint Eastwood. Hey, any, uh, any Asian girls uh, hit on you lately? <laughs> hey, he's just busting my balls, but uh, I appreciate it. Speaking of my parents, oh, you're not going to believe this. Actually, if you do listen to the show, you know what I'm about to tell you is fucking retarded and, and totally believable based on who these people are. Now, I told you they never travel anywhere. They never do anything exciting. They never go do anything. I, I, as a kid, I never went anywhere. So they took a road trip, and this blew my mind. Now, I told you, I told you uh, a few shows ago, which was like probably like a year ago, that they went on a road trip, and then my dad had the shits, and they had to come back home. <laughs> so uh, this time, he's like, hey, uh, we're going on a road trip. I'm going to go see uh, Notre Dame. I was like, you are? No way. Notre Dame, if you don't know, is in Indiana. Yeah, I'm going to go see that school. But you're not, you're not going to go see a football game? No, we're just going to go look at the school. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they drove from California all the way through Arkansas to see my white trash side of the family. Then they went straight up to Indiana to see Notre Dame. And then they came back down all the way towards home, right? And they stopped in New Mexico to go to the Breaking Bad fast food restaurant, Los Pollos Hermanos which I didn't even know existed until he sent me the photos. Hey, look where we are. We're at the Breaking Bad restaurant. Shop. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, well, how was the food? Oh, it, was, it was all right. It was good. Um, the burgers were good. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. The burgers? Yeah, yeah, we got burgers. It's like, you went to a fucking chicken restaurant and you got burgers. Yeah, we got the burgers. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, dude. What is going on, man? What is happening? You go to the Los Pollos Hermanos chicken restaurant. Made famous in Breaking Bad. All about the chicken. And you have burgers. <laughs> oh, Christ. You would think after all these years that I wouldn't be surprised. But I still get surprised. I still get surprised. Anyway, speaking of trips... I've been on a few trips of my own. <laughs> Segway King. Oh, my God. That didn't take long, James. What's that? Turning it all around, uh, making it about you. Surprise, surprise. Well, what the fuck you want, dude? If you don't like it, you're more than welcome to leave. I never even invited you in the first place. I'll, I'll stay, James. Okay. <sighs> Christ. All right. Um, yeah, dude, it's been, a, it's been a while. So I never talked about... Manfest 2021! Manfest happened. I think we had a group of about 12, and then it whittled down to nine, <laughs> which, uh, which tends to happen every year. The flakes come out. Now, you know, shit happens, and people can't make it after all, but still had like nine. It was fun. Super fun. But let me tell you something. We show up, me and my buddy Gas Boy, we show up uh, early on Thursday to make sure that we acquire some great spots, okay? So we show up early, and I get my two favorite spots side by side. There we are. Locked in. We've claimed our territory in the, in the name of Manfest. And uh, we're setting up all our shit. And here comes Mr. Uh, they're not really rangers, but they're like the camp managers, right? He, he drives up, and he goes, hey, guys. Just want to let you know, they let us know last night, there's absolutely no fires allowed. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because I looked ahead and it didn't say anything about fire restrictions. So I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. He goes, oh, man, I'm telling you, they, they just told me last night. So it, it's, it just happened. But uh, unfortunately, there will be no fires allowed. And I'm thinking, oh, that's, well, okay, that sucks. But, uh. You know, 
we can do without it. And he goes, and also, uh, no, no propane cooking. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And also, uh, no smoking uh, anything at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And then uh, Gasboy goes, well, uh, you know, we, you know, what if we want to have a cigar at night? He's like, yep, they, they don't allow it. He goes, oh. Okay. He goes, yeah, if you guys still want to stay, uh, you're welcome to. But I understand if you don't. I got to go around and tell everyone the bad news. And I was really going to kill this business because uh, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this uh, this season to come. We got hit hard last year with COVID. So, uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he drives away. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. Most of the stuff we got, obviously, you have to cook. So all I have is, you know, I, I did bring some, like, chicken salad for sandwiches. And the rest was just shit you have to cook. So I'm like, oh, great. Call or text all the guys because we were there first. Let them know the bad news. And so they came through. They brought a bunch of food that uh, was cold. <laughs> but that put a huge dent in this year's manifest. But we prevailed despite the odds. That's right. So the first night was just me and Gas Boy. And then we go to our tents. That's about 11 something, 1130. And then I hear, I'm out, dude. I, I fell asleep and I hear like footsteps outside of my tent. And I was like, what the hell? No one else said they're going to come today. And then uh, Josh goes, James, is that you? And I go, nope, sure isn't. And I go, who's out there? And the voice responds. This is a park ranger. I'm making sure there's no fires around here. And despite his best efforts to hide his voice, I immediately recognized it was my cousin, Monkey, <gasps> trying to mess with us. And I go, oh, yeah? Well, there's a fire in here. Why don't you come in and fucking put it out? <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> oh, And uh, so Monkey surprised us. And now the two became three. So the next day, these guys uh, show up looking, <clears throat> looking for a campsite. And it looked like, because they were walking down the road right in front of us, and they were just two dudes walking, and this guy had like this mean fucking scowl on his face, right? Just kind of dogging us. I'm like, what's this fucking problem? And I was thinking, maybe we got his, the spot that he wanted. And so he's walking down the road, and he, he kind of like looks over, and I'm just looking right back at him. I'm like, yeah, I see you, bitch. <laughs> and they keep walking down, then they walk back up. He kind of glances over one more time, and they go and they, they pick a spot right up the hill from us, but I can still see them, but they're far away. That's what I like about these spots that are away from everything, and there's a lot of privacy and great views and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so anyway, the angry bastard up on the hill winds up having a pretty good-sized group with him. And that night, they have a fucking fire. And I was like, what the fuck, man? How could they? Why are they doing a fire? Should we do a fire too? But that camp manager guy is like, if you get caught by the ranger, it's a $5,000 fine, or they don't mess around. I was like, whatever, dude. Maybe they just... Maybe they weren't told, and maybe they don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'm not going to risk it. So anyway, the next day, Monkey <gasps> goes to take a shit. And the bathroom is kind of by this angry guy's group, who Feo has called the Armenians. <laughs> I don't know if they were, but he's like, oh, that guy's Armenian. And, uh, you know, he's, he's loud and this and that. So Monkey goes to the bathroom to take a shit. And then someone knocks. Uh, it's nighttime, by the way. And, uh, you know, his light's on. So you can see that there's someone in there with the light from inside the bathroom. And the guy's knocking anyway. And he's like, someone's in here. And then after he's finished, he comes out of the bathroom. And there's that angry Armenian guy. And he goes, damn, bro, that took you a while, huh? And he has like his headlamp shining in Monkey's face. And I was like, he fucking did that? And he goes, yeah. I was like, what a piece of shit. So I'm, al I'm already fucking hating this dude. You know, first the dogging. Then he gets a fire and we don't. And now he's talking shit to my cousin Monkey. <gasps> Who doesn't deserve that? Why can't he take a shit in privacy and not be, and not be uh, insulted afterward? So anyway, I didn't mention that the, the rest of the group of the Manfesti Manfestians, whatever we call each other, consisted of uh, Bobbert and he brought this dude who I never met before named Junior who was a hot mess. <laughs> But he he was he brought like a fun dynamic, but uh, but but a mess nonetheless. So anyway, the first night we uh, we go play. There's like nine of us. We go play uh, disc golf at a course nearby, which I've never done before, and it wound up being really fucking fun. One of the guys had a, a shitload of discs, and he uh, let us borrow them, and yeah, it was pretty great. We come back ready to party, man. We had a I I took a backpack full of beer, and we were all taking turns 
holding it, walking on this course. And so we're drinking the whole time. Then we go back to the campsite and it's time to party. Start playing beer pong. We're having a great fucking time. And then this dude comes rolling up in a truck and he's a camp, a camp manager guy, but not the first guy. This is a young dude. And it's like after 10 something. He's like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, we got uh, someone came and knocked on my trailer and said they heard women screaming. You know, and so they said it was over here. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, no, there's no women here. And uh, he's like, all right, well, uh, you didn't hear anything? I go, no. And then he goes, all right, well, you know, it's uh, at 10 o'clock is, is quiet time. So just kind of, you know, keep the music on, but just you keep it down, guys, okay? He's like, yeah, no problem. And that guy, Junior, the hot mess dude, he goes, all right, man. Uh, yeah, thanks, bro. You have, a, you have a blessed night. And the guy walks away, and I go, have a blessed night? And he's like, what? What? Yeah. So you're trying to be nice. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> so now cut to 1.30 in the morning. That dude comes back, and he fucking he gets out of his truck again. And this by this time, everyone's on a good one, right? And our music's loud and shit. We've never had a fucking issue with anything with noise. The guy comes back and he's now he's heated. He's like, hey, and I didn't hear this part, but the other guy swore that he said this. He goes, hey, I got girls in my trailer and you're and So someone's coming up and knocking and, and, and complaining about you guys. And it's, it's definitely you guys this time because there's no one else that's awake right now. Just you guys. He goes, you guys are making way too much noise. And then we're all like, uh, all right, all right. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, I already came by once. And so like, now I got to come back again and blah, blah, blah. And then he fucking goes, he starts walking away. And then he goes, he turns around and he goes, don't forget whose land you're on. And we're like, what the fuck? And that dude junior snaps and he goes, what, what? And he starts like approaching him. And I, I don't know this guy, but I put my hand in front of him. I go, yeah, da, da, da. I'm holding him and turn him around. And let's walk this way, man. Just, he's like, did you fucking notice? I go, yeah, yeah. I know what he said, dude. But anything you say is not going to help at all. <laughs> we're going to get kicked out of this place. He goes, just relax. And the guy fucking drives away, right? And we're like, don't forget whose land you're on. What the fuck? <laughs> now, look, we're all Mexicans for the most part. There's a couple of halvesies, including myself. But uh, this guy was a white guy. So the only way we took it was, like, you what? I don't know. I don't even know how to take it. Don't forget whose land you're on. These guys all took it like, you know, you don't belong here because you're not white. But I took it like, hey, you're not at home. You're on a campground on federal land. That's kind of how I took it. But these guys are like, no, fuck, he's being a racist. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got, we got shushed. We were those guys. And, dude, I'll tell you, the next day, the, uh, the old man came. He pulled up. And they came three deep, all right? Three vehicles. The, the young guy that came the night before wasn't there, but it's this dude, some uh, some young girl, who is obvious who's obviously new, and this other guy. They all come and they they like, stand in the background, and the main older guy walks ahead of, and he goes, he goes, hey guys, and I'm like, oh, here we go. This is the chewing out. Yeah, so I understand that uh, you were you guys were kind of a problem last night, and uh, one of our guys had to come out here multiple times. And I go, you know what? I apologize. And this was a total lie. I go, we had some guys here last night. They showed up to hang out. They got a little rowdy, but they're gone. They left early this morning, and we will not be a problem anymore, which is not true. <laughs> we did have uh, another guy who had left, but he was not being loud. So uh, the guy's like, okay, well, if I have to come back here again, you guys are going to have to leave. You understand? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and I also understand you haven't paid. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I was waiting for everyone to to pitch in, and then we didn't have change. Uh, so I was actually going to go talk to you. So we look real bad at this point. And then he's like, uh-huh, okay. So uh, I got change. Like, all right. So I pay him. And the, the, the young girl goes, Okay, so I'll go fill out the information, and then I'll come back a little bit later and hang up your, your, your new tickets for your campsite. I'm like, all right. So they all leave. And we feel like we're a bunch of scolded kids, right? <laughs> like, fucking bullshit, man. We've never been talked to out of all the years, out of all our long, illustrious camping career. Never once. Never once. 
So uh, anyway, later on, dude, there, she comes back down. She hands me the tickets. I'm like, all right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Apologize, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, thank you for being so nice. <laughs> We're like, all right. She goes, because that guy up there, he wasn't being nice to me. And then, dude, all of a sudden, without warning, this chick has a full-on breakdown. I went up there to collect money from him, and then he was so mean to me. We're like, uh, what the fuck? Like, what are we, what's happening? She's like, I told him that he had to pay for two sides. And he said, because there's no fires allowed, he's not paying full price. <laughs> and she's like, and I was, I felt so threatened. And he walked up to me and I walked away and I got into the truck and he shoved my door closed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I go, um, and she's talking about that angry fucking asshole, the Armenian guy, the leader. And I go, you know what? That's not acceptable. He has no right to be touching your vehicle or harassing you or making you feel threatened. So I think, because she, oh, she says, can you come with me? Can you come back there to talk to him? I'm like, what the fuck? It's like the Warriors. Warriors, come on, play. The Manfesters versus the Armenians. Full on turf war. I'm like, no, I don't want to get involved with that. I was like, yeah, you know, you should go call that big scary camp guy. To go have a talk with them. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, that's that's not acceptable. You know, you shouldn't have to be put through that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that guy's been an asshole this whole time. Uh, he's <laughs> Anyway, long story short. Those guys were fucking booted. Oh, did it feel nice to see they were gone. It's fantastic. And anyway, to close out Manfest. Uh, the last night, we uh, might have taking some things and uh, saw some stuff. <laughs> I'm in my hammock, just relaxing. Lido and Feo are playing some pretty good classic rock, so I'm really feeling it. And I'm looking out in my hammock, staring out at the, uh, the beautiful lights from the city down below, down way down the mountain, and I'm uh, really enjoying myself. When suddenly... In the corner of my eye, I see something moving. Now, I'm laying in my hammock perfectly still. Just, uh, you know, exploring different dimensions, maybe. And then this thing starts moving in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that really there? <laughs> and it's an animal crawling slowly and stealthily. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I think that's a mountain lion. And I'm watching it. I'm frozen. And it's just slowly crawling, like it's like hunting, right? <laughs> and I go, oh no, Lido and Feo are done for. It doesn't see me. I'm safe in my hammock. And my hammock happens to be camouflage color, like army camouflage. I'm like, it can't see me. I'm safe. And then it's, uh, it's coming closer and closer. And I'm like, oh fuck, dude. And I'm thinking, wait, is it really there? Am I really seeing this? And I decide, yeah, that's really there. And it winds up being a fox once it comes closer. And I'm like, oh, well, that's still a little bit scary the way it's fucking creeping up. And then it comes like three feet from me, never knows I'm there. And I can't really say much because I'm a little out of it. And so all I, all I can say is, fox. And then it's, it quickly scurries off. It scares the shit out of it. And Lita goes, yeah, 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 whatever. Because I haven't said a word in hours. And the only thing you hear is from the background is, Fox! And so, yeah, I saw a space fox, everybody. And I was convinced I saw it. But the next day, I wasn't too sure. And so I consulted my, my friends. So I'm like, uh, dude, I tell him the story. And my buddy goes, oh, my God, that's what that fucking thing was? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, man, I came out at 1.30 in the morning. And I was starving. So I made myself some pancakes on your propane <laughs> propane grill, <laughs> which I guess the coast was clear because who's out? There's no rangers like hiding in trees. Hey, is anyone using fire? So he made himself some food and he was sitting down eating and he saw a creature scurrying around, around down below. And uh, 
he took a pretty shitty grainy photo and he couldn't tell what it was. And he's like, I'm like, oh yeah, it is. This looks like a fox. So the space fox is real, everybody. And then I wound up watching this movie recently with my wife called uh, Vacation Friends. This goofy movie, I think it's on Am- Amazon with uh, John Cena. <clears throat> and I just, dude, the fact that on that movie they might have eaten something and saw a fucking fox made me laugh so damn hard. So if you watch that movie, it's fun. It's goofy. It's fucking retarded. But uh, once you see the fox part, then uh, think about your old pal, Jamesy Poo. All right. Speaking of camping, I went again later with the family. That's right. My wife is like, why can't I go camping? I've been wanting to go camping, and you're not going to take me. You're only going with your friends. Why don't you have it so girls can go too? I'm like, then it wouldn't be manifest, now would it? That's stupid. <laughs> you should have it for girls and guys. I'm like, nah, that changes the, the dynamic. I don't like that. So we went camping. We invited some friends, another family, uh, up towards Big Bear. We've been camping here previously, but the back part of the campground was closed off because of falling rocks. So, um, But now it was all open, so we got to camp in the back portion for the first time. And it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. A lot of, lot of uh, it feels like you're in the woods because there's a lot of trees around you. Even though you're not really in the woods. But uh, yeah, dude, <clears throat> we have these, these Mexican people come next to us. And there was a fuckload of them. Fuckload of these Mexicans. They brought a bunch of trucks and they were just loaded with shit. They wound up having these fucking spotlights that they had on with. <laughs> they each had, or they were hooked up to a generator. So we were like, and the fucking spotlights. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So they were pretty annoying. But the next morning, like there was a, like, there was a lot of these people, right? There was probably like 15 to 20 people. I'd say closer to 20. I don't fucking know. Uh, bunch of kids running around all that kind of shit so the next morning they had like two big tents that they all were in they all piled into and uh my wife goes hey there's that's weird i'm like what there's a lot of those people and nobody's awake how come nobody's awake it's like i don't know maybe they're all they're all asleep no you would think at least one person would wake up but there's like no movement in their tents i'm like what are you saying i think they're dead and I was like, holy shit, maybe they had like propane heaters in there. And then uh, they all just, they all got killed by carbon monoxide. And so for the next hour, we're looking at those tents like, you know, we're having breakfast and shit, but we're all like, wow, still no movement. Yep, they're definitely dead. And then all of a sudden, like this big fat dude gets out and he walks out of the tent. We're like, oh, fuck, I guess they're alive. I don't know why we were rooting for them to be dead. I mean, <laughs> that's not nice, but it sure would have made the next night a lot quieter. Oh my God, James, you're a terrible person. It was mostly my wife. I just went along with it. So uh, one more thing about this. It was fun. We had a great time camping, but uh, I I fucked up, dude. I did like a stupid rookie mistake. At night, I didn't put the trash bag away. Right? I left it out hanging from the tree. And then I'm awoken by my wife. Hey, there's something out there in the trash. I'm like, what? And I had my BB gun inside the tent, but I didn't have any fucking BBs. <laughs> and I'm like, great. What a moron. That's strike two. And I unzip, because I, I can hear the bag being messed with. And I unzip the zipper of my tent real quiet. And I poke my head out the tent. And there's a fucking raccoon standing up staring at me. And he's like right by the trash bag. And there's a pile of trash on the floor. And I go, hey. Get out of here, asshole. Get out of here. And he looks at me like, ah, fuck off. I'm busy. <laughs> and he doesn't even budge. I'm like, oh. And she's like, you better go out there and get and get that trash bag before it, it, they tear the whole thing apart. I'm like, oh. So I get dressed and I go out there. And he's gone. And uh, I cleaned it all up. I was like, what a fucking moron. But you know what? I'll be honest. I don't think that's ever happened before. Because... I have left out trash before and, you know, they don't get it. (laughs) So uh, if you can learn anything from this podcast, boys and girls, it's probably the obvious thing. Don't leave your trash out of your camping. Oh, boy. Fucking ranger danger over here. Idiot. All right. Moving right along from camping to sports. 
So those no good cheating assholes, I mean Astros, they came in town to face the Dodgers. Now I had tickets to Tuesday's game and they were in the club level. Pretty fucking sweet seats. Highly recommended. And then uh, I, I, once I found out that the Dodgers got the pitcher Scherzer and his first debut pitching night was going to be the next night, Wednesday, against the Astros, I was like, fuck, dude. Now I got to go to that one too. I can't miss that shit. It's going to be fucking nuts. So I got some front row seats in the reserve level, <laughs> which is not bad. Actually, there were great fucking seats. I loved it. But right off the bat, pun intended, I have to admit, dude, I have become a snob. A ticket snob. Now, I can't, I can't sit with these fucking animals anymore up in the top decks. I can't do it. The front row are fu- is, is fantastic. But, you know, if I'm going with a group of people, that's fine. But if it's just like me and the family, uh, I just can't do it no more, dude. I can't. I can't fucking wait in a giant ass line for beer or bathroom. Uh, and then, you know, I like sitting in the front row so the bunch of assholes aren't in front of me. And then you have to walk all the way down the steps to get to the front row. Oh my God, James. You sound like such a snob. I know. I just said I was. I'm owning it. I have turned into a fucking snob. I've gone to too many games and been annoyed too many times, dude. The club level is the way to go. It's only like four or five rows. That's it. And you walk. I've, I literally every fucking time I've gone and sat in that section, I did not have to wait to take a piss. I walked right in the bathroom, right up to a urinal every fucking time. And every time I went to get a drink, I, there was maybe one or two people in front of me. That's it. You can't fucking beat it. it nothing comes close. So, yeah, dude, I've tasted the great life. I can't go back now. No way. I recently spoke to a friend about this, and they're like, no, that's too expensive. I'm like, dude, $30 extra per ticket is fucking worth it to me. It's worth it. Well worth it. To avoid all those people, all those people, those lines, there's nothing worse than that. Oh, I got to take a piss. Oh, there's a fucking line out the goddamn door. You're missing the game. And it happens every time, too. Or the wife, can you get me another drink if you got up? <sighs> All right. Now I'm in this long drink line. And then someone hits a fucking home run or something awesome happens. Oh, my God. You missed it. Oh, you don't say. I was in line. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've, I've, so I've become a big fucking snobby cunt when it comes to going to games. But I'll tell you this. At that game I was at with the wife in the club... Because she's like, I'm that guy. Because I said, oh, which one do you want to go to? I'll take you to one and I'll take Jacob to the other one. I want to go to the one and the good seats because I can't sit up there no more. I don't like walking down the stairs. I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) So, of course, she came to the the better seats, right? But anyway, so we wound up standing at this table, which is allowed, first come, first serve. And it's like, you know, close, the closest, one of the closest tables in that section. So we got even better view of the game. We want to stand there the whole time. And this, this big fat Mexican dude, he comes behind me and gets the other table or to the side of me. And then at one point he goes, hey, bro, can you watch my stuff, man? I'm, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's by himself. His daughter was sitting in the seat down below. And I go, yeah, no problem. And he walks away and his fucking phone is on the table. He left it there. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's pretty ballsy of him. And I think it was like the phone with the wallet in it. And so he leaves and, then he, and I'm, you know, I, I want to put my elbow on his table and on my table. So, you know, people see, oh, this is taken. And then he comes back. Oh, thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate it. So then a little bit later, he's fucking, he gets beer delivered to him. And this dude that's a service, because it's like in seat service, even though he's standing right there at the table, he could just walk to the bar right behind him. But no, this little Mexican guy keeps like, keeps like running up to him and giving him these beers like the whole time. This guy's just pounding. And he's just hooking him up with food and all this stuff. And then at one point, the guy brings him two tall cans and he slides one over to me. And he's like, that's for you, brother. I was like, oh, shit, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, it's like, cheers, right? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder. He goes, these are my seats right here. That's my daughter. He's like, if you want to, 
He's like, take down my number. He goes, you know, if you want to come back here, he's like, you can buy my seats before I put them on the Craigslist. I'm like, oh, shit. I'll give you a discount. Oh, sweet baby doll. Now I got a connection, everybody. And then he tells that little Mexican fella that, rent, that keeps running up food and drinks. Hey, see this guy right here? If you ever see him on my, in my seats, you took good care of him like you do for me. I'm like, oh, mama. Here we go. Here we go. This is how it starts, everybody. This is how it starts. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm spoiled now. But uh, the next night, I went with my, with my son to the other section in the reserve. And we saw that Scherzer game. They lost the first night, which was a bummer. But the second night, they fucking whipped them. And oh, was it great to see. And Scherzer fucking killed it. And Anatuve, that little midget asshole, he struck out four times. It was fantastic. And you've never seen that stadium so electric. Being there was fucking insane. And all the inflatable trash cans hitting the field. It was such a fun experience. So fucking fun. You've never heard it so loud or seen people so pumped. And uh, so worth it. That was that. So let's move on to football. Because I've been to a couple football games as of late. So the first game I went to was my old high school football because now my daughter's in high school and she's in the same high school that I went to. Look at that. And she's on the volleyball team. That's right, she made it. Freshman volleyball team. Now, going into high school, she was all bummed, right? Like, I don't want to go. And especially having been off for a year and a half from COVIDs. So not only is she going back to school, but she's starting a brand new high school. And on top of that, it's the high school that she didn't want to go to because I guess most of her friends are going to go to the other high school, the rival. And uh, I was like, you're not going there. I was like, they have, they have a, a worse reputation. This school has way more Asians, <laughs> which is always a good sign. So there's going to be, uh, it's going to be more academics and less tomfoolery, apparently. So yeah, going into, so her going to high school, I go, look, let me give you some advice. Take it or leave it. I say you make the best of this experience, okay? Just make the most of it. And I'm telling you, the more you're, you're involved and the more things you do, the more you're going to enjoy it. I was like, I wish I would have gotten more involved and done more fun things. I'm like, you know, I was like too shy to do shit. And, you know, I played football and baseball in high school, but I should have done more things. I should have I got more involved. I never went to any fucking high school party. I think I went to like one or two. I never went to any high school parties. I thought, you know what my problem was? Lots of things, James. Yeah. I thought it was all phony. Everybody was being phony. <laughs> the cool kids were all full of shit. They wore these fucking clothes because it was the cool thing to do. You know, like they were all being fake. It was just all about image and making people believe you're something you're not like I just saw through all of it and I want to know part of it so I hung out with a bunch of fucking <laughs> what you would probably call losers <laughs> because they were real I tells you they weren't uh, trying to be something they weren't and I, li- I like that the most and we had goofy laughs and fun and every day was funny that being said I still felt like maybe I should have done a little more stuff been more involved somehow because I was asked to be in drama by this chick she fucking begged me. Hey, because we put on this little skit in history class. And then uh, I put together, I, you know, I was in charge of the skit. And I was like the main father figure in this, <laughs> in this little skit that we did. And this girl in drama goes, hey, you were pretty good. I think you should be in this play that we're working on. I'm like, no fucking way. And, but a part of me was like, that might be kind of cool. But I was so scared and such a little bitch that I didn't do it. And I kind of wish I would have tried it. I think it would have been fun. But, you know, the drama kids had their own reputation about them. Like, <laughs> they're all weird. But uh, I always regretted that. So I just kind of want to tell, I just told her, like, you know, just do things, have fun, make the most of it. And then, and she's kind of using that against me now because she'll ask me to go do things. You told me to take advantage and get involved and do things. So I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, one of the things that she turned on me was she wanted to go to the varsity football game on Friday night. And it's like, mm. and then you know, she's like, well, because she's a freshman, you know, and she wants to go hang out with her friends. She's like, well, uh, I don't know. You told me to have fun and take advantage. I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay, fine. And this football game happened to be the very first one and also the rival football game. 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to, I'll, I'll take you and you can go with your friend and I'll be sitting somewhere else. It's a big ass, big ass bleachers. So, I mean, you can get lost pretty easily. So I'm like, I'll go too. And I'll take your brother and we'll watch the game. Cause I haven't seen this football team for a long fucking time. It'd be cool to see the rivalry. Boy, was I wrong. I fucking hated being there. These, this crowd of, I, I never realized how fucking douchey high school kids are. And maybe it's because it was the very first game of the fucking year and everyone's just coming back to school. Maybe everyone's just excited and being rowdy, but they are such douchebags and annoying. And I was like, what am I doing here? And even my son was like, (laughs) and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something else. These girls are dressed so provocatively. And they're revealing all kinds. I couldn't believe it. Wearing next to nothing. Showing like their entire midriff, like spaghetti straps, cleavage up the fucking walls. Like, what is going on? And here I am feeling like an old fucking creep. And you can't help but notice it. It's in front of your face all the Because what I realize is when you go to a high school football game, nobody actually watches the game. If you're a student. You're just, you're just like hanging out trying to look cool. Like, oh yeah, look, I was seen. And they're just walking back and forth. The whole game, people were walking back and forth in front of us the whole time. And so you're just looking at everyone pass you. And, uh, ugh. And oh, the douchebags. And these fucking kids. That, oh, and I felt like an old man because this one kid, like he came behind us and he trips and falls into my back. And I'm the one like stopping him from falling down. <laughs> and I go, hey, watch it. <laughs> and this other time these people were standing right in front of us looking for somewhere to sit just standing blocking the view and the ball is like the guy's running and now they're directly in front of him and I go I'm like hey down in front get out of the way it's not like my dad they, 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 they get out of the way and it's like alright I've had it and so at halftime we leave uh, we start walking around the campus I tell the boy I'm like hey let's go look at the baseball field it's all dark, but you could still see. And so we're just kind of like walking around, mo- moseying around. And then we come back to the field because I tell the, my daughter, I'm like, hey, let's go now. And she's like, the game isn't over. And I'm thinking, like, what an asshole I am. I tell her to go out, make the most of it, enjoy yourself, hang out with your friends, and then look at me trying to leave early, right? What a dick. I'm like, all right, we'll stay to the end of the game. And so I told my son, I'm like, yeah, we're staying. What? I don't want to stay. It sucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're staying. So we wind up just hanging out towards like where the field is. And that's where like all the, all the rowdier kids are. And there's the security guards escorting this kid out, right? And he goes, use my shoes and tight. And he bends down and like the cop goes, the cop guy goes, he's like, stop playing games. He's like, I'm trying to tie my shoe. Can I tie my shoe? And he's like, go ahead. Can I tie my shoe? Yeah, I told you to go ahead. Okay. You can let me tie my shoe. He's like, will you get it over with? And he's taking his sweet fucking time tying his shoe. And I was like, oh, man, I totally get why cops beat people. (laughs) And then he finally stands up. He's like, okay, now we can go. But just just the douche radiation. You just felt it. And then this guy comes up. Pretty tall black guy, right? But he looks like a young guy. And he goes, yeah, man. He's talking to his friend. Yeah, I was talking to some girls over there. Pretty hot girls, but you know, then she told me she was 17, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I can't mess with underage girls because, you know, I'm a college athlete. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. So anyway, the the whole point is I'm never going back to another high school football game again. That's it. Done. That's it for me, everybody. I know where I don't belong, and that's certainly at a high school football game. Nope. Uh, okay, speaking of uh, football, why don't we move on to professional football? That's right, the NFL. All right, so uh, I recently told uh, my buddy Bobbert and Josh, I was like, hey, you guys want to go to the Raiders-Rams game at SoFi Stadium? Brand new, multi-billion dollar stadium, state-of-the-art, right? All that horseshit. Never been there. Want to check it out. Preseason game, uh-huh. But why the fuck not? 
So then I was in charge of getting tickets. And, you know, these tickets are pretty pricey. But since it's the preseason, they're a lot cheaper. So I got something up towards the top, like a couple rows from the top. And I, gra- I grabbed the very front row. Because like I told you, I got to sit in the front row now. I can't have some assholes in front of me. So we wind up going. Uh, we meet up at uh, Bobber's house for some pregame. We're drinking, playing pool, having a great time. And then I realized like, oh shit, we should have left 30 minutes ago. Let's get going. And then uh, oh, he brought a friend that I never met before, a female friend. And so we all, and she's a Raider fan, so uh, right away, I liked her. We jump in the car. We uh, might have taken some drinks along with us. And we began on our way to the stadium. Now, there's something I spoke to Bobbert about before. I was like, hey, dude, the parking situation is kind of fucked at this place. It's like $70 to park in the stadium parking lot, plus a $12 or a $14 uh, extra service charge, plus like a $2 convenience fee or some horse shit. So he winds up being $86 if you do it online. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So it's probably going to be more when you get there, maybe. I don't know. And if you don't like that, the stadium offers you an off-site parking lot a couple miles away, and then you take a shuttle to the stadium that drops you right off in the front. That costs you about $32 for the parking and $8 a person for the shuttle. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? And then he goes, ah, forget that. He's like, I got a system. I'm going to park in the uh, what that, the train station parking lot or whatever the hell it is. And he goes, we'll get an Uber. I'm like, all right. Sounds like you know what you're doing. So that's what we do. We get to that train station parking lot. And at this point, I got to take a real bad piss. And there's no bathrooms to be found. And we're right by like this freeway. And there's that side where there's like a grassy area. But it's all gated off. I'm like, fuck. So the solo cup I happen to have in my hand. That looks like a pretty good toilet. <laughs> so I have the door open to his, uh, his vehicle. And I let loose. And I'm going, man. And this, this uh, solo cup is filling up pretty good. And I'm filling this warm cup of liquid, and I have to pinch it off, walk over to that fence, and throw my urine into the grass. And I'm not done. I go back to his vehicle, and I fill that fucking thing up two more times. <laughs> so then we get the Uber. We head over to the stadium, and now we're in business, buddy. And this place is fucking nice. We walk in easily. No problems. And it's pretty cool it's like a dome but the two sides are open and the hallways when you walk around seem just so open and wide like it's it's fucking nice it's not it doesn't feel like you're crammed like other stadiums so it's nice like a nice feeling walking around we get up to our seats and like i said we're uh, like the second uh, section from the top in the very front row we walk down there we take our seats and then uh we look ahead in front of us there's uh the little there's like the the cement wall in front of us in a little glass partition thingy and on the other side of the glass just a couple feet from the last group or last one in our group there's a there's a there's a nice healthy piece of shit right outside the glass on that cement thing and it's only about six inches wide it's like how did that shit get there what kind of shit is it it looks like it could be a human shit or a dog shit but how did it get there no idea and this guy, like, across from us, there's, like, a few empty seats, and there's, like, a group of uh, Rams fans. And the guy goes, you see that? He's like, I think that's, like, a, a, a pelican shit. And I'm thinking, that's not a fucking pelican shit. <laughs> don't, don't they have, like, liquidy shit, like all birds? And anyway, there it is, this nice, healthy fucking log. It's about uh, five inches long. It's, it's laying there in all its glory. And then I go, hey. Just hit it off the edge. And they're like, ah, oh, no, there's people down below. That's fucked up. And then uh, the, the girl that my friend Bobber brought, she tells the Rams fan guys, she goes, hey, let's say we have a little wager. He's like, uh, I'm listening. She goes, if the Raiders score first, you have to take this piece of shit away. <laughs> he goes, and if the Rams score first, you're going to take it away? She said, that's right. All right, you got yourself a bet. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. Now things have gotten interesting. So, wouldn't you know, the Raiders score a touchdown. And we're all fucking excited. Yeah! And the guy's like, God damn it. He gets a napkin. 
He picks up this piece of shit. And he's like, oh, and he walks past us. He walks up to the stairs and all of a sudden. And the previous play, the touchdown is under review. And then we're like, oh, no. And he looks back at us. And my buddy takes a photo of him and he smiles at us. And he walks back down the stairs and returns the piece of shit back where it was. <laughs> and he sits down. And we're fucking dying, dude. And he's like, yeah, it's not an official touchdown now. And then they go, the touchdown has been overturned. And we're all, fuck. But like the next play or two, the Raiders score the touchdown. And now it's official. And he gets back up and he picks up the piece of shit, walks back up the stairs, and he drops it in the trash can. And we were all fucking dying. And uh, like fist bumps when he came back it was it that alone was worth the price of admission everybody <laughs> we wound up having a lot of fun it was great and then afterwards we uh we leave the stadium and that chick looks up an uber and it's like 45 bucks to go three and a half miles and then my buddy's like fuck that he's like we'll walk a bit down the road and and look again so we walk like a half mile away and it's still expensive as fuck we wind up walking back to the car three and a half miles on the gritty streets of L.A. <laughs> but it wound up being like, you know, it's one of those stupid memories, like how dumb, but it was so fucking funny. So anyways, that was my first time at SoFi, everybody. And a memorable one at that. And speaking of sports, everybody, uh, we have something of a change going on with the show. Uh, we're not doing the weather anymore with Dan Drizzles. Oh my God, James! Everyone loves him! I know, but the good news is, Dan Drizzles isn't going anywhere. He's just changing over to sports. Yeah, the KG radio station said that the weather really wasn't trending, wasn't, wasn't hitting the numbers that they were looking for. So, yeah, they're not going to try on, on the sports segment. So, uh, so this is the first one. This is Dan Drizzles with sports. So, uh, let's see how that goes. K-G-A-Y! K-Gay! And now for the K-Gay Sports Report, we take you live to sports expert Dan Drizzles. The receiver got hit so hard from behind. And that was the K-Gay Sports Report with Dan Drizzles, brought to you by Assless Chaps. The Chaps, made 100% donkey-free. K-G-A-Y! K-Gay! And now it's time for... Another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? What do they? We find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Reservoir Dogs, playing Steve Buscemi's character of Mr. Pink. And here it goes. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? Hey, like, I don't believe in it, you know? You don't believe in tipping? You know what these chicks make? They make shit. Hey, like, don't give me that. If you don't make enough money, you can quit. I don't know a fucking Jew would have the balls to say that. Let, let me get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? Hey, like, I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, like, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, you know? I'll give them something extra. But, I, I mean, this tipping automatically is for the birds. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. Uh, she was okay, but she wasn't anything special, you know? What's special? Take you out in the back and suck your dick? <laughs> I'd go over 12% for that. Hey, look, I ordered coffee, all right? And we've been here a long fucking time. And she's only filled my cup three times. I mean, when I order coffee, I want to fill six times, you know? Six times? What if she's too fucking busy? The words too fucking busy shouldn't be in a waitress's vocabulary. You know?
Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Mr. Pink. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. Another edition of Stallone stands alone. All right, now it's time to start closing it out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Sounds on sounds, everybody. All right, I Fancy That is a segment in which I get to be positive for a change. Oh, look at me. Get to talk about something nice, something wonderful, something that I fancy. All right, I fancy. This is going to sound stupid, but uh, you know how you're. Uh, do you have one of those credit cards that gives you cash rewards? Hmm? Do you? Yeah, if I, uh, if I purchase something, it gives me back like 1% or some horse shit. Uh, maybe more than that. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. But anyway, what happens is it starts to build up because, you know, I use a credit card to pay for everything. Because one day, uh oh. <clears throat> one day. I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing him away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, many years ago, I was taught not to ever use a debit card because, wait for it, if someone steals your information, your numbers, all that horse shit, they can take your money. If they steal from the bank, they're not stealing your money. They're stealing the bank's money. And the bank don't take too kindly to that. That's why they have all these things set up, right? So steal from them, not from me. And then, you know, that's when they alert you, like, did you make this purchase? Because they don't give a fuck about your purchases, you know, like from your debit card. No one's going to do that for you, right? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, so, yeah. I always use a credit card to pay for everything, 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 all the time. So, you know, over time, all those purchases, bills, and all that shit, you start building up money, and it's like free money. It's money that they give back to you. Maybe it's not. Maybe they steal it from you somehow. I don't fucking know. It wouldn't surprise me. But I like to think of it as free money to buy bullshit that I don't need. That's right. It's like, uh, it's like extra fun times money. And I've used it to buy tickets to events, you know. Some uh, catcher's gear for my son's birthday baseball game. That kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, look at that. Free money from the credit cards. I fancy that. All right, next. Oh, this is a better one. Oh, mama. So when my wife and I went to the Dodger game, the one I spoke about earlier, I, uh, I went to Jersey Mike's. And first of all, I did it while I was on the clock. I love being efficient while getting paid on the clock. So if I'm going to, if we're going to the Dodger game later that night, I'll say, hey, while I'm on the clock, I'll stop off at this Jersey Mike's and purchase some sandwiches. And look at that. I'm saving time that I'd be using while not getting paid. It's genius. So yeah, I, uh, on the clock, I went and picked up some sandwiches on the way back to where my destination was. So it's not like I was cheating anyone. It's just taking an extra five minutes. Why not? It's on the way. No one's hurt. And uh, I get some Nice California clubs, which are not on the menu, by the way. If you ever go to Jersey Mike's, the danger recommendation is a Cali club. And you go there, and I like looking at people's faces when I order it. Yes, sir. What would you like? I'll take a Cali club. Okay. What kind of bread would you like? No second questions. And the person next to me is like, what does he know that I don't? And I'll tell you what, not much. So anyway, I get my two regular Cali clubs. If you're wondering, that's turkey, bacon, avocado, guacamole, whatever. Um, and I also, I also, if you're if you're wondering, lettuce, tomato, onions, and I throw in some peppers, some banana peppers. Look at me. I don't go. I don't go Mike's way. I don't like all the uh, oil and vinegar. It gets too messy. <laughs> Anyhow, this guy, this particular time. I've never seen anybody 
put as much pride into their sandwich making than this fella. He fucking blew me away. He added a great amount of meat, not too little, not too much, perfect. And then he put the lettuce on there, evenly distributed. The tomato, all perfectly spaced apart, one touching the other. Beautiful. He put the guac on the bread, fucking even, nice, great amount. Onions, perfect. Everything about this was perfect. Then he did the extra uh, oregano and herbs and spices, and he he sprinkled it on there. And he put the top bun on it, and he did it with such care. And then he, he cut the sandwich in half very carefully. And then he also made an effort to make sure the bun was straight again after he cut it. It looked fucking beautiful. And I said, you know what? I'm, I've gotten lots of sandwiches, and that's the best looking sandwich I've ever ordered. And he smiled and nodded and said, thank you, sir. He wrapped them up. I was on my way. I fancy somebody taking pride and putting together a good goddamn sandwich. And that tasted even better. I don't know what he did. He must have sprinkled some of his magic dust in there. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the fact that I knew it looked so nice. I even told my wife, look at this thing. Isn't it pretty? She agreed. (laughs) So free money on my credit card, and oh, a son of a bitch that does a great job at making a sandwich. I fancy that. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. I get to be negative again. Mm-hmm. I get the bitch complain about something and say fuck you to something that I don't like. Okay. So here we go. Some of you are not going to like this one. I'm looking at you women. Oh, my God, James. Watch your mouth. Because women are stronger than ever. And they're not going to stiff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All this overcorrecting. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, Fuck you! To all of yous in the uh, entertainment industry. Making it really obvious that you're trying to appeal to the ladies now. Yeah, I know it's a good thing. But, uh, I guess. (laughs) But sometimes it feels too forced. No, here, here's something I really wanted to focus on. Did you guys watch uh, the Black Widow movie? Now, this was a predominantly female cast, which is fine. All the bad guys, air quotes, were like an army of these women assassins, right? The widows uh, coming after them. But there was one called Taskmaster. Looked like a... Well, I won't I won't spoil it for you, but it was another villain wearing a complete bodysuit, right? With like a mask and a helmet thingy. Anyway, in the comics, which I'm not even really familiar with this character, in the comics it was a male, right? But they made it a female in the movie. Which I guess is fine. It really doesn't matter overall because the character has a full fucking helmet mask and the whole thing on. So you don't even really know. But when the helmet's off, it's a female. Fine, who cares? But the fucking dumb thing about it is you went out of your way to make this a female character, Marvel, Disney. And then, for all the stunts, you used a stuntman. <laughs> and then CGI'd the guy's body to make him look smaller or something. Fucking retarded. That doesn't make any sense. Why not just use a female stunt person? Unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, they're just, everyone's going out of the way to appeal to the ladies. Oh, (laughs) I can see you all rolling your eyes right now. And believe me, I'm loving every minute of it. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't like this overcorrecting. You're just shoving it down our fucking throats. Oh, look at this, a strong female, a strong female. You see the strong female? Look, there's more, there's more strong females. Did you see them all? All right, we get it. We get it. But how about you uh, have your strong female, not a stunt man? How about that? Huh? Hollywood? All right, I'm done. This was a weak one. Uh, fuck you! Fuck you! Yeah! All right. There's another one in the books. You're welcome. I know it's been a long wait, and uh, believe it or not, I've had people demanding I put out new content. Can you believe that? 
Can you believe anyone actually demands this horse shit? Yep, it happens. And uh, there you go. I probably uh, didn't deliver. I'm a little bit rusty. Not my finest work, but it's free and you can all go fuck yourselves. That's a go fuck yourself policy. I honor it on every show. And you're more than welcome to use it. Okay. All right. You know what? I kind of feel bad after trashing the ladies on that last segment. So let me make it up to you, ladies. All you beautiful, strong, independent women out there. I'm going to play you a song dedicated just for you. Okay? So here, here you go, ladies. This one's for you. And to the rest of you, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs>